Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Your host, Gregorio Leoni, will have smart discussion with experts, thought leaders, and friends on customer experience, transformation, innovation, and leadership. I hope you will enjoy the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a big, big pleasure. I have Neil Ski Hell together with me. Hi, Neil. How are you? Hi, Gregorio. I'm, uh, I'm fantastic, thanks. Uh, yep, yeah, very well. COVID-free. Not me. Never had it. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Or perhaps you don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have been, you know, very, uh, I've been very remote in terms of where I work. And I haven't been, uh, I've done a bit of traveling, though, I have to say. I've been, uh, I went to a wedding in Serbia in August last year. There was 100, a few more, more than 100 people there. We were dancing the collar for hours Uh, very close up and had a great time. But no, I, not that I know of it, uh, Gregorio, right. Uh, and I am sure that we will have great time now together yeah, with this yeah. uh, podcast, with the CX Goalkeeper podcast. I think it's something that we need to share. We discussed the last time, episode 21, that we, we would discuss about leadership together with you. We promised that and now we are here because we take care of what we are saying and what we promised. And today, the topic will be leadership. And I'm really, really happy to discuss this topic with you because you are always speaking about the dream team. <laughs> That's your team. And now it's, a day, it's time to really understand how this dream team was created. But before we deep dive in all this discussion, perhaps could you please introduce yourself self quite quickly for the people that uh, don't know you? Sure. Well, thank you, first of all, Gregorio, for inviting me to join the podcast. I'm really looking forward to discussing leadership with you. Um, yes, well, I am Neil Scahill, as you rightly pointed out. I'm the CEO of Awards International and also the uh, founder and owner of uh, Customer Experience Magazine. Uh, we have uh, awards. We specialize in uh, B2B business awards, uh, most notably the UK Customer Experience Awards and seven international Customer Experience Awards now in different continents, uh, including Turkey, US, Asia, ICX, International Customer Experience Awards, uh, European Customer Experience Awards, and more to come. And uh, yeah, we have uh, businesses all around the world, uh, literally, literally. Uh, And yeah, that's me. That's uh, great. Thank you very much for the short introduction. And perhaps also to understand you a bit better, which values drive you in life? Cool. That's an interesting question, Gregorio. And it's a really interesting thing to think about. Um, um, I think, I think there's, there's a lot going on. There's what drives you, what makes you tick, exactly. and there's what you think drives you and what you think makes you tick. So I've been giving some thought to that. And um, I suppose uh, in life, uh, I think uh, one of the most important things to me is uh, hope. Yeah. Um, you have to think back a long time to understand, you know, when you're 58, like I am, what your values are. You've got a lot of reference material. But one of the, uh, one of the things that... Uh, rings eternal for me is hope hope really for mankind hope for the planet hope for the world hope for everybody hope for peace you know and uh that's a that drives us that well that drives me that really does 
it really is um, something that uh, it, it, hope springs eternal. Well, it does for me. And um, I think it gets that hope, that optimism gets, gets us through, you know, that for our children, um, they will have a better life. And I think if you look at history, the history of our, my country, the history of our culture, um, life, is, life has over time, it changes. It, the, the, the curve is not always up, 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 but the general trajectory is up. And I'd like to think the general trajectory for people and for the planet is up. So hope is one of those. Um, and I think, you know, I wanted to say people, but I think uh, I was talking to Tim Pritchard from Cantor about this the other day. And uh, I think love, I think um, um, I was thinking about the value. How do we, how do we exchange value? You know, cause we're in business, aren't we? And so money is really good. It's really important. It's a very tangible meter uh, of, of value, of exchange of value. Um, but I was thinking that's not, um, that's not good enough. That doesn't talk about what you really need to do to make a difference. And I think the word uh, isn't money. I think the word is love. And when we look at some of the greatest characters in history, uh, you know, Mahatma Gandhi, uh, probably uh, the Queen of the United Kingdom. Um, and, you know, love is a very important value. And I think it's something that we can only begin to even imagine uh, the power of love. But love conquers all. Isn't that the phrase? And if you can remember that thing, and if you can try to understand what love means, and I think if we all did that, no matter how it sounds, uh, you know, the world would be a better place. And in my life, the most important people to me are my family and um, my, you know, my circle outside my family. So when I talk about my family, my children, my wife, uh, my parents, my brothers and sisters, and then, of course, people that I've got to know over the last 10 years or 20 years or so. So, yeah, that's the second thing that drives me. So hope and love, I think, is, is enough. It's more than enough. And I think these are two extremely important topics. Speaking about uh, hope nowadays, hope for peace, I think this is something that, that it's key. And I think love, it's, it's really important because you can do a lot of money, but if you are not happy in life, then it doesn't bring you further. And, and exactly starting and kicking off the, the discussion about leadership, I know that you would never state that, but I state that for you. <laughs> you created really a successful company. It's really fast growing. It's growing in a way and thinking on the long term, creating always new awards, the Customer Experience Magazine. It's really an outstanding source for knowledge wisdom around customer experience all the people are speaking about that and and it's really something something cool cool what you did and the oh, big question is thank you. <laughs> uh, how was possible to 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 achieve that what are the key ingredients that you mixed up in order to achieve such a successful position or a successful level well okay <laughs> first of all um well thank you for your kind words um If it wasn't for the last couple of years, I think we would be even bigger and more successful. But obviously, actually, we, we learned a lot about ourselves and about uh, business and about um, 
the world, what was possible in the last two years. Um, but in terms of um, the mix, I think, um, you know, I, as someone, yeah, I, I, I always look with interest at what makes people successful and, you know, uh, leaders or businesses. And, you know, when you do your MBA, you know, which I did at Cranfield, you know, you're, you're, it's all about success. It's all about how did this person succeed? How did this business succeed? What did they do? And, uh, you know, I have read uh, even authoritative uh, uh, treatises on business that one of the things is serendipity. It's a bit of good fortune. And one of the other ones is being in the right time at the right place. I can tell you now, being in the right time at the right place, in the right place at the right time, has was a feature of my career. But sensing was also an important part of that. So you could put yourself in the right place at that time. And I think for Awards International, I think we were able to put ourselves in the right place at the right time. And so when we launched the UK Customer Experience Awards, it was just the right place at the right time. And, um, you know, a, a, a long sequence of events led up to the formation, the foundation of the UK Customer Experience Awards. It started for me in the 90s. Um, and I worked for a great company. I worked for McDonald's Corporation. Now, not everybody uh, um, loves McDonald's. You know, it's really quite fashionable to uh, throw rocks at, at brands like McDonald's and turn your nose up. But McDonald's employs over a million people in the world. Um, they're a force for good. They're a force for good. They employ some of the, most, the brightest brains in the world. They always have. And uh, they're a force for good. They're a force for change. And for many, many people, they do so much for their career there and, and they did that for me i started on a checkout in mcdonald's but what i did was um i actually visited 30 different countries when i worked for mcdonald's uh, I, I got into a head office management position um, and i had quite a broad set of responsibilities i i had i did some amazing things so that experience was very important to me um, and and is to this very day and i worked for mcdonald's for 20 years and i did some amazing things um, I, I, which were just, just world beating, just world beating things from, and, and you could do that in McDonald's. Anyone in that company could change that company. Anyone. They just had to work hard, work hard and do what they believe was right. I don't think everyone would say I always did what I believe was right. Um, but I did. And I, I achieved some amazing things and that has carried me forward. So that experience was really important. And in 2010, that experience you know, I worked on a customer experience project in McDonald's from 2004, three, and uh, that led me to coming up with the words customer experience awards and the customer experience awards begot the customer experience magazine. Um, and uh, so since then, um, the most, the other single most important factor has been um, uh, the people who have uh, worked in awards international. Um, and as you rightly pointed out, the dream team, and we've got, uh, Chief Operations Officer, Ivana. Uh, Ivana is brilliant. Uh, she is just knockout. She's sensational. Anybody would love to have her, but she's mine, so hands off. And, uh, um, you know, her brother, Boris, he, he's the managing director of the company in Serbia. He founded the company in Serbia. Uh, we have Vuk, who is just 
dynamite and he's going to be the regional manager in is the regional manager in North America uh, and on and on we have Vanessa who's the new editor of uh, Customer Experience Magazine with the biggest staff we've ever had on Customer Experience Magazine and uh, the whole team there is great so those and Alexander in, um, in UAE um, he really has transformed CXM Customer Experience Magazine and uh, obviously you know we're, he, we're doing we're investing in his MBA he's doing a part-time MBA at Manchester uh, business school. First of all, Cranfield will be furious with me <laughs> since I did my MBA at Cranfield and I'm now paying for him to do his at uh, uh, Manchester. They'll be furious at me. Sorry, Joe. Um, but uh, if you're listening, um, uh, but uh, yeah, he's doing a two year part time MBA and he is now discovering uh, what I told him, which is that it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. It's, it's just <laughs> a huge volume of work. And added to which he's the uh, guy who runs CXM and he's also our regional manager in the UAE. But uh, so them and many, many others, Marco Loiper, you know, he's a young guy. He never had a job before. We sent him to school to learn about web, web programming, website development, web coding or whatever. And he's still with us. And uh, just so many others are, are still with us. You know, we got, um, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it, it's great and i had the pleasure to work with a lot of your team a lot of people from your team and it's really great they have all the same mindset they are really focused on creating value for the company for the customer for the participant in, into 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 the awards but now because you were mentioning something and it's not prepared and therefore i am really happy to listen to to your answer how do you define success <laughs> Good question. So um, uh, it's whatever you want. <laughs> it's whatever you want. For me, okay, um, I feel good because we give people jobs. I realize um, that's important to me. I mean, I could work with less people uh, and make more money. I can promise you that. Uh, uh, but I don't. I want to. I'm, and you know something? One of the things I think about is, I'm, as I said, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. You know, so maybe I got to retire. Uh, maybe I've got to uh, think about, you know, other people. And I told you the last session. I told you that um, this is all about other people running the company, taking over the company. So the success, I think, for me, will come from the company going on to bigger and better things without me and making, and I want to, uh, we're looking at three things at the moment. So employee ownership, investment, and uh, growth. So one of the, I think those three things go hand in hand. So without employee ownership, getting investors and focusing on growth isn't going to work. So, uh, my, so, that's, so that, 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 that's how I would define our success. Our success will be defined over the next 10 years in how that unfolds. And that's why I'm investing in the, the management team. That's why, you know, we have uh, um, plenty of uh, members of the dream team, um, or a lot of young people uh, growing, learning. Um, so for me... Um, creating a, uh, a business which will have a future 
I'm not. My son isn't going to run the company. My daughter's not going to run the company. My wife's not going to run the company. It's about the people who are in the company now. So, my my success for me will be that I am able to look at the company when I'm, I don't know, 61, 62, and I can see that it's going to go on, be bigger, better, provide careers, opportunities in a really good space because people like working on awards because it's a really good space. Um, and in customer experience. Uh, and we're in a really good space for them and into in, in, to infinity and beyond. <laughs> that, uh, very, very inspiring. And I think that this is extremely interesting. And you, you mentioned that you want, you would like to see the company growing and growing. But what is your role nowadays? What is the role of a great leader as you are? I know I am saying that, but a great leader as you are in your company. Well, <laughs> first of all, I don't accept the moniker that I'm a great leader. I can think of many, many great leaders. But so you're very kind. <laughs> um, um, I have worked with some great leaders and uh, met them, personally known them, and I'm not a patch on them. And uh, um, that, that I told you last time, you know, I identified that I don't think I was the guy to make Awards International what I dreamed. I think the important thing is to put together the people who maybe they will bring that about. Um, and I still think that. So I think if you want to know uh, why well, I finally sort of acknowledged and accepted, you know, that I'm not a Superman, that I can't do everything. And, uh, um, Uh, that uh, other people are better than me, you know, and 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 so uh, if that's a great thing to recognise, then I, I I think I've done that. In terms of my role now, then having said that, um, I I was with someone really important to me yesterday, and uh, that person who shall remain nameless um, is working very hard and working too hard, and he's getting burned out. So I said, look, you know, you're important in terms of the people you work with. You're in charge of your time. No one else, you. So um, if you choose to let other people own your time, that's your, that's your choice, not theirs. So you need to be, you're a leader, you're important, Your health is important to your family, to you, for your satisfaction of your job. And it's important to the company and the dream team uh, for stability, for good decisions, for that so on and so forth. You need to have a fresh mind and so on. You know, and it, this can apply to about any five or six, seven people in the team, you know. Um, um, so we came up with a, 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 a it's a, it's a, it's a, I do solemnly swear. <laughs> It's a bit of fun. <laughs> so we, we've made up this, uh, I do solemnly swear that I'm going to finish work at this time. I'm not going to work at weekends and, 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 and I'm not going to have back-to-back -back meetings and, and some other things and focus and some other things. So I think that's my role. I think my role is, to, I've learned a lot 
I don't know how to do all of it, but I can certainly share it, and I think that's fair enough. Um, I've learned a lot in my career. I've learned a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I've I've learned a lot. You know, MBA, Cranfield School of Management, really good career in a multinational, very successful corporation. Consulted for many, consulted is a loose word for many uh, big blue chip companies, um, uh, Shell, BP, uh, some big British companies. And um, I've learned a lot, and I, I got to share that. So maybe that's the answer: to share what I've learned, to guide, um, and, and to and to and to help people explode, grow in their talent. <laughs> what you are saying it remembers me to the role of the coach in football. It's uh, something like a player that played well, and then he learned a lot, and he grew up and then developed himself into the, the role of a coach. And the coach is there to enable and empower the, the players, the teammates to, to win the match. And I, I think based on your explanation, you could be a, a coach. I'm not making names because I don't know <laughs> which, for which team you are. And therefore, I don't want to, to be unpolite. But it, it really remembers me uh, the, the, the role of a football coach. I think there's another part of it. That's an interesting analogy, Gregory. I think there's another part of it, which is also, if we're going, you know, I have, uh, you know, I, I've got experience in, I'm a non-exec director uh, for other companies, so I see how the companies run. Um, so the uh, helping with the governance of the, of the, of the company, you know, uh, shareholder agreements, um, Uh, and giving, you know, and, and, and thinking about the board of directors and um, how that then uh, can help to, to, grow the, to grow the business. Because there's that other side of it, which isn't just sales. You know, there's, there's this corporate governance piece. So I think that that's going to become more and more important. So I'd like to, I mean, my goal is to be, you know, appoint myself as chairman uh, in the not too distant future and appoint another chief executive, someone in my place, And for you know the management team to report to a board, uh, not to not to me, uh, a board of directors. That's my telephone. Do apologise. Anyway, um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes, I think it's it's really a great answer. Thank you very much. And perhaps um, the last few questions. Um, Now we spoke about leadership and what you are doing. And you are saying that in sometimes you will retire and the company should run by, by itself. Um, let's think we are here in 10 years from now. I don't remember saying the word retire. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I phrase it a bit differently. <laughs> Correct. The, you are the chairman of the company. Maybe. And, yeah. and, uh, and they and other people run the company. Sorry. Uh, correcting that and <laughs> and in 10 years time from now if we would speak about leadership what are from your point of view the key learnings the important thing to mention goodness gracious well uh i think um when i think back to uh some great leaders i think interestingly um my wife's father was a uh, engineer and he was an entrepreneur as well actually 
and an engineer. And she has many, because she he died when she was very young. And she has many, many lovely memories of her father. And she keeps keeps some of his stuff. And she has a book which sits in our bookcase. And uh, it's called The Unblocked Manager. And it's from the 1950s. And it's an English book. I can't remember the author, but it's called The Unblocked Manager. And you know how it's amazing where you get some of your ideas from, you know, a book on a shelf and just read that spine. And you always remember that picture. You know, I do in this case. And I think about some of the people that I've known, and in particular, one of them is a guy called Charlie Bell, who was the chief executive officer of McDonald's for a few years in the early noughties. And when I hear those words unblocked, unblocked, uh, and Charlie was phenomenal at just getting on, just doing, just knowing immediately where he was at and what was required. He was just astonishing. And uh, he, um, in 2000, I want to say 2000, maybe 2001, two. So I can't remember the exact year, but um, the McDonald's Corporation had a conference in um, Orlando every year. 30,000 managers and leaders from around the world assembled. In. Uh, and on this day, on a Monday morning, we were all supposed to go to the conference and we were all ready at seven o'clock in the morning. And there was a sort of, we were all assembled in this Orange County Conference Center at sort of seven o'clock in the morning, breakfast, various hotels around uh, Orlando, coached in, bust in. And it was always a phenomenal three or four days. And uh, there was this atmosphere of something that wasn't right. At 7.30, they announced that the CEO died in the morning before, the, the, and, and, at, at 1 a.m. that day. He's CEO of this conference, 30,000 people came from around the world. And by two o'clock in the afternoon, Charlie Bell was appointed the CEO and gave a wonderful obituary speech and assumed the role of CEO of the McDonald's Corporation. And the conference actually started at nine. The chairman, Fred Turner, talked us all through, helped us through grieving. It was a wonderful thing, but I know that the whole thing was... Um, orchestrated by Charlie Bell. And uh, Charlie was an Australian guy, and he, at 16, was a dining area host for McDonald's in Australia. And he led the Australian company to become the number one employer in Australia. And so he was a great leader of people. McDonald's reputation as an employer wasn't always that great around the world. And I then... He, came, he became the president of McDonald's Europe, so I knew him, and then he became the CEO of the corporation. And I knew him, and I worked a bit with him, and he was inspiring. He was so gentle and yet so hard and focused. And he launched a business plan on a page, and he brought the whole corporation in line behind a single plan. Um, and his vision was incredibly commercial, incredibly successful, incredibly clear, and incredibly well measured. And, uh, yeah, so what can I say? <laughs> Phenomenal. I've been, touched, I've been touched by greatness, and he was one. He was a great man. Yes. Unfortunately, he died of bowel cancer in 2000. 
and four, I think. So uh, that was a shame. But his legacy, his legacy sustained the corporation for a phenomenal amount of time. Outstanding. Thank you very much. This is a phenomenal answer and a great inspiration for all of, of us. Thank you very much. It was really an outstanding game that we had together to closing the game together with Neil. Uh, three questions. The first one <laughs> is the usual one. Uh, if somebody would like to contact you, what's the best way? LinkedIn, Neil Scahill. If you don't, if you're not on LinkedIn, uh, you can do, email me at neil.scahill at awardsinternational.com. I think you can see how to spell it there. Sure, I'd love to hear from anyone about any of the things we talked about today. Uh, or if you're interested in uh, uh, winning a business award and launching your business on a new trajectory. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, you mentioned already one book, but perhaps you have another one that you would like to share with the audience that helped you in business or during your career, during your life? Yeah, I did think about that. Um, there's a lot of good business books and uh, I'm, I'm tempted to mention Stephen Covey's book. But, and, and, and many of the Dream Team, I've given copies of that to them and many people read it and sort of said, and, and I think it's really perennial. But I actually have a different book. And one of my favorite books that I read was War and Peace, the English translation, of course. Uh, 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 and uh, by Tolstoy. And it's obvious, it's a fun, it's a, it's a fantastic read. <laughs> it's a fantastic read. And interestingly, uh, I read it during the early noughties uh, when a company <laughs> that I might have mentioned already uh, but I have to be careful what I say, was having some difficulties. And uh, it was salutary. It was salutary. So War and Peace is about a general, Kutuzov, who led uh, the Russian army against Napoleon, ultimately. The Napoleonic invasion uh, of Russia in 1812, I suppose. And... Um, uh, yeah, and and the tales and stories of how badly organized uh, the Russian army was, um, but what ultimately conspired to defeat the Napoleon army, Napoleon's army, and the actions of Kutuzov. The whole the whole book is, uh, I suppose, it's uh, it's quite dark uh, because it's not always it, it's 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 not always about people it's also about events you know it was the, it, it, it was the snow it was the winter that defeated napoleon just as it defeated hitler uh, in in the second world war and also um you know the communication uh, amongst the army the type of army that they had in, in so it just there's a lot of analogies between that story and large and how large corporations um operate And so for me, that was, all, that was a phenomenal book to read in my career. And it would have been around 2000 because I also alluded to it in my dissertation for my MBA. Um, yeah. So if anybody wants a recommendation, that's it. And it's long. I think it's 2000 pages. <laughs> it's good, though. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you very much. And uh, if I remember well, that's the book that you mentioned already the last time. And therefore, I can Did say I? that you are consistent. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we, we, we discussed that. And I think it's great. Now we are coming to the highlight of this, uh, of this discussion. And this is Neil Golden Nugget. It's something that we discussed or something new that you would leave to the audience. Yeah, okay. So I like to try and oh, people wouldn't say that. Uh, I like I like to try and keep things simple. But so I've been talking to uh, uh, fo- uh, to uh, the team about focus and finish, focus and finish. And uh, I remember once uh, somebody stood up in front of a group of senior managers at a conference and said, "This is our strategy. It may not be the best strategy, but." Executed well, it will be bad. It will be brilliant. And I thought, mm, well, that's a bit, it's a bit weak, isn't it? <laughs> But I think I know what he meant. But actually, when I say prioritize, focus and fix, so focus and, and fix, focus and finish, sorry, focus and finish. So I'm trying to, trying to say to say to people, focus on something. Focus on something. Make it a priority. Once you've decided your priorities, focus and finish it. And then move on. That's the only way to make progress. And do you know what? It might not be 110%, 98%, 90% the number one priority, but you have to get on. You have to get on. You can't sit around and spend months trying to decide what the priorities are if you're not making any progress. It's just not business. You have to make decisions based on the best information you have at the time. And decisions need to be made in a timely manner. So focus and finish. So once you've made a decision to, to, to do that thing, focus on doing that thing. Think about, um, is this something that only I know about? Or is this something that everyone knows about and everyone understands their role in this and everyone is doing this? So you have to consult. Before you instruct, you need to consult. And then when you instruct or request or ask or inform, it will be falling on open ears because you will have listened first. So focus and then finish it. And finish it by knowing that it's been done. It's been adopted. It's, been, it's pervasive. So um, that's something that we've been talking about um, quite a bit. Um, and I'm going to carry on talking about. Um, <clears throat> because in an environment where we're trying to encourage lots of ideas as well, Uh, you have to be careful that you don't have everybody going off in different directions and people are not getting things done. So is that a nugget? Does that constitute, does that constitute a nugget? Outstanding. <laughs> yes, I think it's, it's really great and it's something that every business can use, can leverage, but also at home focus on something, finish it, and then go to the next thing. One thing after the, after the other and then you can achieve everything. It was really an outstanding discussion Thank you very much, Neil, for your time. It was really an outstanding pleasure. I need to ask that. I hope that to meet you again on the CX Goalkeeper podcast next year, because I would like to have it as a recurring uh, interview. Yeah, because sure. You are providing such a great value. It's outstanding. Thank you very much. Well, we're going to work on promoting you over the next year or so, aren't we, Gregorio? So you This is, could probably uh, tell everybody what we're going to do together, couldn't you? Sure. It's a great pleasure to announce that we are going to collaborate the CX Goalkeeper together with Awards International. 
uh, Award International is going to promote the CX Goalkeeper podcast. And this is an outstanding opportunity for me, I think for Award International, but in particular for all the customer experience professionals that want to grow, would like to grow, because we are here to save your time, to provide the best thought, the best people on this podcast in order to make your job simpler. Very good. Thanks. So nice to spend some time with you, Gregorio. And thanks for inviting me. Thank you very much. And I hope that the audience enjoyed as much as I did this discussion. Thank you very much. See you soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business. We are in a human-to-human environment. Thank you.